Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life. I love it. And I got Christy here with me today. She is going to expand your mind. Hi, everybody. Christy Gardner is an amazing author, speaker, retreat leader, inspirational thought leader, shall I go on? Oh, please don't. It's embarrassing, That's, Dr. Paul. Well, and the funny thing about that is you're a mom. I'm a mom. I'm a mom. And I love to say I'm just a mom, but we have to stop with the just word. You know what? We That's are not why I just deleted a mom. It. Yeah. I consciously, I was going to say she's just a mom. And then I thought, that just word doesn't fit in a sentence with I'm a mom. Yeah. So I took it out. Good. Awesome. I but there's so much power in just. There's so much power mm. in the word just too. So one yeah. thing though is when I go speak, I like to talk to the people I'm speaking to before I speak. So I like uh-huh. to my, make my way around the room and talk. And I say, who are you? What do you do? And people always say, oh, I'm just a mom. I'm just a mom. Yeah. Why do we do that? As if that diminishes the importance of what you're doing. It's yeah. the most important job on the planet. Yeah, it's significant, definitely significant. And what I love to tell women, women mm. is you're not just anything. You mm. are the mother your children need. That's huge. You should write a book about that. Well. Oh, wait. You already did. (laughs) I did. You are the mother your children need. This really caught on for you. It did. You've sold a bunch of these. I have. It is actually in its sixth printing when usually books, you know, this industry, books Mm -hmm. usually get maybe one printing. Mm -hmm. And I'm just so thankful. I feel like I'm just the messenger this time, that it's not my writing that's so spectacular or anything, Mm -hmm. but it is a resonant message. Because as mothers, we all struggle. And as parents, it's not just exclusive to women. Mm -hmm. As parents, we struggle. Are we the parents that our children need. And we like to get into this comparison game, comparing ourselves and saying, wow, I wish I were this kind of mother. I wish I were this kind of parent. I wish I did things like she does them or like Mm -hmm. he does them. And we diminish the power of our own gifts, talents, and abilities. And the unique position that each of us has Mm -hmm. in our own family. Yeah. And with our own children. Right, right. And what if Mm. you have everything that your child needs to grow and develop into the person that they're supposed to be. What if you Mm. came and not because of hustling or striving or even reading and studying, though I'm a big advocate of some of those things, but what if you are just because you are? Just by virtue of your own creative design, Mm -hmm. who you are by your nature. Right, right, exactly. And if you're not doing things like your neighbor is, maybe you were never meant to, to raise the children that you are raising. Christy, we're living in 
the information age. Mm-hmm. The, the world of Pinterest and Instagram and Facebook and YouTube. In fact, that's how we're connecting with folks here. Yeah. Today. Yeah, and we love it. It's awesome. It is. And it creates a risk. Yes. I thought of that as you were talking about the comparisons mm-hmm. that we make. Yeah. And honestly, as a psychologist, <laughs> I've noticed that you can't turn it off. Mm-mm. You can't turn off yeah. the comparisons, but we do it so unfairly sometimes because we compare other people's strengths to our weaknesses or right. or we get caught in that trap of saying, oh, I'm not as good as. Right. Or we like to put um, talents, gifts, and abilities on a scale starting from lowest to highest. Mm-hmm. And then we rank ours below everyone else's when really that scale should just be flipped and it's linear. That there is not one gift, talent, or ability that is above another. It's a linear concept. Hmm. I'm okay. I'm just churning with that for a minute. Okay. If we all had the same gifts and talents and abilities, uh-huh. we would be completely irrelevant to each other. Right. Right. There would be no reason to have a relationship. Yeah. Or a family. Or, or a family. Or anything. Or an economy. Right. This is very far reaching. So what you're saying is consider for a moment that your particular set mm-hmm. of, of skills and talents and God-given abilities is perfectly designed for you and for your children. Yes, exactly. I'm just saying stop Mm. ranking them up and down and turn them to the side and recognize that your children were brought to you. And if you are not a parent, the people around you in your circle of influence, the people over whom you have stewardship at work, Mm -hmm. in the community, and we all have those people, be us parents or not. Right. You are the exact person that those people need. So you're already okay? Yeah. Yes, exactly. So let me ask you hmm. a question. How do you show up in the world differently if you believe that concept? Oh, it's a totally new game. Yeah. Totally. It is. And, and now this is not, um, there's a lot of buzz around the wor- word enough. Mm-hmm. Everyone likes to say, we're enough, we're enough, we're enough. And is that what I'm saying? Yes, I'm saying you're enough as you are. However, this is not a carte blanche or a free pass to not grow. Yes. Yeah. Which is where some people get stuck yes. in that idea. Of I'm enough, that's it, I don't have to grow and I don't have to show up. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is that your gifts, talents, and abilities are already inside of you. And as you embrace that concept and show up in your life as you are, Mm -hmm. you will naturally grow. You will naturally grow. Naturally. Yeah, we're not going backwards and we're not staying stagnant. We are growing in essence of who we are, not in essence of who somebody else is. Right. Yeah. Christy, you've got some energy around this. I do, I do. I... I want to dig in just a little bit to how you got here. To this place. You weren't just plopped into the position of best selling author and thought leader around you're enough. Right. You've had a journey. I have had a journey. Could you share at least whatever parts you feel you'd like to share? Yeah. 
Um, everybody has trauma. Everybody has hard mm-hmm. things. Everybody has a life. And uh, I had a growing up that was wonderful in so many ways and really challenging in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And when I was looking to get married... I thought that the answer to everything that would solve all of the past and all of the trauma was to take everything that made me me, my gifts, my talents, my abilities, the things that lit me up and brought me joy, Mm -hmm. and put them on the shelf and hide them away and become a vision of what I thought a perfect mother and wife was like what your dinner on the table at five mm-hmm. and the house was clean with a toothbrush on the baseboards. And I spent 12 years like this. Uh-oh. Yeah. And it got to a point mm. where I had just had my third baby and I had kind of um, a health crisis, kind of a life or death crisis with that third baby. And something clicked inside of me. And when I was facing kind of a life or death situation, I went, what am I doing? And where did I go and why? And thus led into, that led into a great uh, path for me of trying to discover who I really was at the core Mm -hmm. and realizing that I had labeled all of those things that made me me as bad and wrong and put them away. And then I decided to wake them back up. So I want to tell women, I want to tell mothers that it doesn't matter how long it's been. Are you a painter? How long has it been since you touched your paints? Go Mm. wake them up. Dig them out of that box. Go to the art store. Look at them. Bring them back to life and It's never too late. It's never too late to bring those things back into your life. And what I found when I started to embrace the pieces that were really me, I thought, oh, wow, this is going to be a huge sacrifice for my family. And this is going to be bad for my family. And what Hmm. I found is that it was actually the most wonderful thing for my family, for them to truly know me and see me for who I was Mm -hmm. only gave them permission to be them. And isn't that what we want for our spouses, for our children? We want them to be them. We want them to show up in life as they are. And if they love, if they love art or if they love numbers, if they love science, if they love geography, we want them to keep that a piece of us. And sometimes Mm -hmm. as mothers, I think we look at it and we go, well, I'm sacrificing all of me so that they can be themselves. Well, what are we teaching them in that sacrifice? What Mm -hmm. we call a sacrifice, and we almost give a nobility to it. But it isn't noble to eschew the person that God made. Hmm. There is so much richness in what you've just shared. There's there's a resistance, don't you think? Yeah. You see, as you've worked with women in particular, Mm. and moms. Yes, because these little babies arrive and they are completely dependent. All consuming. They take up all of your time and energy. Yeah. And we get into a mode as parents sometimes of of creating a story in our mind. Yes. The story about, well, now is not the time for it, or I don't have the resources or the bandwidth mm-hmm. to go back to my painting. Right. Or to sing or to right. Do whatever it is. I'm just picking a few out of the air. Right. And for me, it was theater. And I had this judgment that theater 
was something that I did in my youth and now I'm an adult and I need to move forward and be a mom. And what I found mm-hmm. when I started to find my way back to it is I learned to take theater into the constraints of my life. I'm not saying I packed up my bags and ran off to New mm. York City, although I was tempted several times. It crossed your mind. It did. When my daughter engraved her name into my piano with metal, it definitely crossed my mind to take <laughs> off and go to New York City where I would be appreciated and they wouldn't ruin my piano. No, but um, when I found my way back to it, I took my kids with me mm. and they were in shows with me. And it wasn't New York City. It was a little community stage community in American theater. Fork, Utah. Right. Just a down-home thing. But I had just as much joy there as I would have anywhere. Once your joy is full, it's full. It doesn't matter if it's full in American Fork or full in New York City. My joy was full. And one mm. night as we were driving home from the theater, my daughters were in the back seat and I was singing to the soundtrack of the show that we were in. Mm-hmm. And they said, Mom, we like you at the play. You're fun at the play. And oh. I realized how sad that these little girls had never seen their mother. They'd never seen who I really was. Wow. Right. And now I give them permission mm. to show up as they are. What a powerful message. Mm-hmm. The fear that this will detract from my role as a parent. Yes. Totally unfounded. Right. Absolutely. And can uh. you, can I go off like all of the actors in my community and do show after show after show after show? Well, no, because that's not within the constraints of my life. But what I'm encouraging right. people to do is look at those things that make you you, those core things, and then also look at the constraints of your life and recognize that they can, you can marry the two. There is a way to do it. I think in the second half of the show today, you're probably going to share with us some amazing yeah, insights about how to tips. have that I have some tips. Work. Awesome. Folks, this is Christy Gardner at Live On Purpose Radio. And as we come back from this break, we'll dig into some of those principles. I'm really excited. We'll be right back. Do you dream of making a bigger difference more of the time? Have you thought about life coaching as something that you would like to offer? If you are an influencer or a speaker or a leader or a coach, this webinar is for you. In this webinar, I'll share with you seven important clarities that are absolutely essential to setting up a successful life coaching practice. If you're ready to take some courageous steps to add life coaching to the services you offer your clients, register now at liveonpurpose.coach forward slash webinar. That's liveonpurpose.coach dot com forward slash webinar and we're back live on purpose radio with christy gardner today who is an inspiring author christy we mentioned one of your books in the first half you are the mother your children need yes you've got a newer one that that recently came out called holy as you are 
holy as you are, it seeks to tell you that what you are right now is set apart for a sacred purpose. And that is truly the definition Mm -hmm. of what holiness is. We think holiness is outside of ourselves. We think it's something we'll get someday after we've hustled enough or attained a certain status. But really in ancient text and in scripture, it is defined holiness as set apart for a sacred purpose. I love that. And you are set apart for a sacred purpose through everything that you're doing, through everything that each of us is trying to do. That is beautiful. And I think with both of these books, you're sending a very strong message, a very consistent message. Yeah. You don't have to go out there and scramble to become who you need to be. You're already you are that person. Already that person. And when you show up that way, you're inspired to grow even further. Right. Yeah. Right. I could get totally distracted right here and go off on how that applies to couple relationships. Yes. Uh, the quick version, and then I want to get to some other things. Yes. But the quick version is when we accept our spouse as being exactly who they need to mm-hmm. be they are more likely to improve. Yeah, yes. And we need to recognize that those around us, we may have silly expectations of them or we may think that we know where Mm -hmm. they need to be, but we need to realize that we are walking separate paths. We may be on the same highway going to the same destination, but we're in separate lanes. We are on different paths. So. Focus on your own path. Focus on your own lane. And if you are wondering how you can change behavior of someone else, the answer is you can't. You can only change your behavior. But in changing your own self, you motivate others to step into their gifts, talents, and abilities and to step into who they are. I'm thinking about what you shared with us in the first half of the program today about your daughters Mm -hmm. noticing that you showed up differently when you got back to who you were. Right. And that secretly or silently or maybe loudly and on a big billboard said to them, you can do this too. Yeah. So there was one thing I learned as I started this process. In the first part of the program, we talked about how it was a journey to come back to this person that I was. Right. I want you to know that you're going to encounter something along the way. And that is failure. Oh, no. Failure. Ah. That, yeah. I, I actually had my son say to people, we celebrate the F word at our house, which, <laughs> which was awesome. He was a little boy. And what he meant was failure. That is the F that word at our house. That is the F word. But what we've tried to do is take it not into something to be afraid of and to so- something to celebrate. So we yes. actually celebrate failure. So if you're looking for a way to celebrate failure, I have a really good tip for you. Let's hear it. Get a trophy. We went to our local Goodwill and we bought a trophy. And my intention was always to spray paint it, but I never got around to it. So we call it the Josh Barlow Trophy of Failure because it says (laughs) Josh Barlow Piano Solo, 100 points. And so poor Josh Barlow, we have his trophy. And actually, funny enough, his his mom, after my book came out, his mom actually found me and she felt terrible that she'd gotten rid of Josh's trophy. But we call but it that's the Josh how it ended Barlow up in your trophy. House. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And uh, we celebrate our failures. And we don't oh, pretend that they don't idea. hurt. 
We will cry about them. We will be sad, but we celebrate the but person. But you get a trophy. You get a trophy, and we all put treats in it and notes to the person, and they get to keep the trophy until somebody else has a big, what my kids call, epic fail. When it, you have an epic fail, you get to have the Josh Barlow trophy. And it's going to come, isn't right. it? Right, right. And uh, we had an experience oh, with my teenage daughter where she was so sad about a boy and she came in and she said, I just want the Josh Barlow trophy. I want to know that this is okay. So as we in our families normalize failure um, and celebrate vulnerability, Mm-hmm. Then we get closer to the people we need to be. Because if you haven't been painting or doing math or acting for 12 years, you're not going to jump back in and be at the top of your game. Absolutely. So you have to get comfortable with failure. You will become intimately familiar with it. Yeah. Let it be your best friend and recognize that a failure only means more joy in the next success. I just thought of a recent Netflix special that was done by Brene Brown. Call to Courage. Did you, you love, love it? it? Oh, I love it. And her. she said something about this. She said, it's not that you're going to risk failure. Mm-hmm. You will become intimately familiar with it. Yes. It's, it's So get it out of your head that maybe, okay, I have to risk failing. No, you're going to fail. Right. And do you know how we allow failure to become a friend is to recognize that our worth is not our successes and our Mm. worth is not our failures. Your worth cannot go up when you succeed and your worth cannot go down when you fail. It is impossible. Your worth is set. It's fixed. It is fixed. No matter what you ever do, no matter what you ever fail at, you can't change it. Your worth is. So when you believe that, you show up to an audition and totally bomb and you're okay. Because you know that your worth wasn't in that audition. Likewise, you show up to an audition, you rock it, you nail it, you get the lead, but you don't inflate or puff up. That doesn't Because you know anything. that that doesn't change you or elevate you in any way. The research psychologically behind this mm-hmm. is absolutely powerful. The depression is typically created by a belief that your worth can change. Yeah. It can go up, it can go down. Yeah. What you're saying is what I think is an eternal principle. Your worth, your value as a human being is fixed. Yes. Every human being comes to the earth with the same worth. Same worth. Not, Mm -hmm. Not different worth, not more, not less. We are all valuable. We are all infinitely worthy to be here and to have a beautiful life experience centered around our own gifts, talents, and abilities, and how are we bringing light and goodness to the world through those Mm -hmm. things. That is beautiful. I've got a tip. Can I share a tip too? Yes, please. You're the brilliant visiting guest here today. Oh, yes. You've got my brain going. (laughs) Sometimes we get it into our belief system that we could be better, Mm -hmm. and that's problematic. Right. Because you can be better at something, You can certainly improve on a skill set or Mm -hmm. a talent or whatever it is. So I like to add one word, better off. You can be better off, not better at, and you can be better at. You can be better at. But not better. But not better. Yes. Inherently. I love that. I love that. I got to share an experience that I had a long time ago with one of my kids who saw someone smoking. Mm 
Mm-hmm. And they said, is that a bad person? Because we don't smoke in our home. And, mm-hmm. and we try not to go that direction. Right. And I realized, wait a minute, they're, they're putting a value judgment. Mm-hmm. So is someone who smokes worse than someone who doesn't? Right. No. Are they worse off? Well, arguably, yes. Yeah. According to Surgeon General. Right. So it's, it, we add the word off or at to the words better and worse. Mm-hmm. And then it detaches from our value. I love that. Something that we could practice. Wonderful. Wonderful. So I wanted to give the audience a few tips in case you've lost yourself. So this transition to finding yourself again, to stepping into the person that Mm -hmm. you have always been and to showing up like that in your family might come easily to some people, but it might have been so long that you don't remember who you are. You don't remember your gifts, your talents, or your abilities. Right. So I wanted to give a couple of tips. Yes. Okay. Tip number one, imagine your 10-year-old self. Mm. So bring that person forward. Imagine her or imagine him. What did he like? What did she live for? Mm -hmm. When she was in her bed going to sleep at night, what was she imagining the next day? And that will give you some clues as to the things that you are drawn to. Because yes. our 10-year-old selves are so smart. They know mm-hmm. who we want to be. They know what they love. And they're unabashedly unashamed. Yes. And they have no judgment. They see everything as There's wonderful. There's no limits. Yeah. So go back and do some journaling around that. That's number one. Number two, nice. step out of the comparison trap. Mm-hmm. So I want to tell you that when you show up as who you want to be, when you're ready to take that role of who you were and you're ready to put some things back in your life, mm-hmm. there are going to be hundreds and hundreds of other people doing the same thing. Right. And I want you to tell yourself that that's okay. It's okay. They can be actors. They can be mm-hmm. writers. They can be dancers. They can be psychologists. They can be And you can too. Yes. Yes. And there are enough people in this world that all of us could deliver the exact same message, which we never would because we're all unique people, (laughs) but we might speak about similar things. We might talk about similar things. We might be doing similar things, but there are so many people that need light and goodness in this world that if we all said the same thing, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, we would never reach all of the people that need that light and goodness. That's right. So step out of the comparison trap and you just do you. And make room uh, for others as well. So that leads me to my third tip, okay. which is abundance. Oh, love it. Adopt an attitude of abundance and that there's enough for me and that there's enough for you. And I want to tell a quick story about that. Mm-hmm. So I'm in theater. Yeah. I write this book about my coming back to theater and about how our gifts, talents, and abilities are what the world need. And right. this woman contacts me and she wants to do a play and she is local and she tells me what play she wants to audition for. And I'm already signed up to audition for that play for the same, the same, the same part. Yes. Basically. Yes. And so she says to me, will you help me? And I had a moment where I had to decide if I believed what I wrote about abundance, about abundance and about enough for everybody and about karma and showing up for each other in beautiful ways. And so I decided to try it. 
And I showed up for her and I helped her in all of the ways that she asked me to help her. And when I saw her at the audition, I welcomed her and I had been back to theater for a few years. So I had a lot of friends there. She didn't mm -hmm. know anybody. I introduced her around and she got the part and I did not. And can I tell wow. you, I have never been so happy in my whole life for somebody. Like I was just so, so happy cool. for her and I did not feel bad for myself. And I just recognized that there will be something for me coming next. And there was. And so... <sighs> show up for other people, help them be the mothers that their children need, help them be the women the world need, and men, help them be the people this world needs because mm. we need more light and goodness, and that happens in one-on-one -on -one connection when we get proximate with one another. Right. Oh, that was beautifully said. Thanks. Thank you for those tips. Yeah. Christy, your books are available. Yes, Amazon. Mm. Amazon.com. Amazon.com. There you go. You are the mother your children need and holy as you are. By Christy, spelled C-H-R-I-S-T-I-E, Gardner, G-A-R-D-I-N-E-R. Yes. You'll find her books on Amazon. You can uh, look her up online too. Yes. I would Christy, love you to have, have website, you be right? part, of, part of our tribe. Yes. Mm -hmm. ChristyGardner.com. Also on Facebook and Instagram at Christy Gardner Official. And we do Facebook Lives, we hang out, we have meetups. It's super fun. We I'd love to have you stuff. part of it. Christy, thank you so much for your contribution. Thank you, today. Dr. Paul. Thank you for everything you're doing for this people. This was awesome. I You've heard you it so much. From Christy Gardner, hopefully you feel as inspired as I do. And now it's time to go out there and live on purpose. Yeah.